Not Apple. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Open Mike Payne with Anthony and Wayne. Uh, this is our second episode of Mike Talk, and uh, really excited about this one. We have a lot of cool things to talk about, some, uh, some things we've done, some things we're going to do. Uh, before we get into all that, I would like to introduce my co-host, Anthony Eugenio. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Wayne. I am log day something something of new baby. And uh, that motherfucker is sleeping. As he should be. So, yeah, we did it. We did it. You might have noticed I'm uh, I'm rocking old school right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not only nope. the shirt is old school, because uh, you've definitely worn that on a podcast before, but also you're back in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I'll get into why I'm here, but... Before we do, um, we had we had discussed a while back. I was kind of fucking around with AI, uh, the the Bing AI in particular. Um, you know that we have AI at home, mm. <laughs> and I just out of curiosity, I had asked it about uh, if it knew anything about our podcast, and it popped up with uh, "Yes, I do know the po- podcast Open Mic Pain with Anthony and Wayne," and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then it proceeded to tell me what it is. And I thought this would be a fun read because uh, I was taken aback by how little it actually knew about us. Uh, Would you like me to read this? Give it to me. All right. It is a podcast that chronicles the start and journey of two friends who are new to stand-up comedy in the Boston area. So far, not bad. They share their experiences, challenges, and lessons learned from performing at open mic events, as well as their opinions and insights on comedy culture. By this point, I was like, holy shit, Bang AI knows what we do. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) They also interview other comedians and experts who offer their advice and feedback on how to improve their craft, which is pretty accurate. The podcast is hosted by Anthony Scabelli and Wayne Praviti. Who are both aspiring comedians and writers? And Damn, if, you skip if they could our... make me any more fucking Italian, they tried. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, God. It gets better though. The podcast was launched in 2012 and has 12 episodes so far, which I think uh, is not true because we started on uh, first one was on June 11th, 2023, so only 11 years off. And, and I we think have we're like at... three times the amount of podcasts than that. <laughs> yeah. The episodes are about 30 to 40 minutes long and are available, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the rest of it is not really uh, interesting, but I loved that. Uh, Anthony Scabelli and Wayne Praviti. I like Scabelli more than Eugenio, actually. I wish I, I wish I had that. There you go. You have a stage name. Scabelli. <laughs> I did some other uh, AI prompts regarding the podcast, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll explore those in other mic talks because they're kind of funny, but... Um, do you well, set that's your enough. house up with with the artificial intelligence, like the you know the Amazon, the Alexa, and all that? No, no, I used yeah, to, yeah. but no, I, I did. I had it. I had Alexa uh, for a while, and I really just kind of stopped using it. I didn't really care about it. it was, 
that to me was the crazy like if you're listening right now and you got one you're like hey alexa can you put this on mic what are you doing like we all grew up with the serial killer movies where the stupid asshole brings the chucky doll into the house because she bought it off of a homeless guy in the back of a building and you're like you deserve to die, I guess, is the point of this movie. <laughs> if you bring in artificial intelligence to your house, you allow it to record everything that you do and listen or hear and say, and then sell that data to marketing companies in order to exploit you for sales, I don't want to say you deserve to die, but I'm not not saying you deserve to live. So I'll say definitely the phones are listening anyways, so I don't really see the difference. Not Apple. I, I mean, you say that. Mm-mm. But <laughs> I've been getting these really, really weird uh, ads on Facebook. Uh, the weirdest one I've gotten so far has been um, mannequin feet. Hmm. Like super realistic mannequin feet. Just the feet. Wow. I wonder if that's an add-on to a regular mannequin or the mannequin came with feet and it needs replacing. Which either way is a... I want to know the origin of that story. I don't know, but there's been a lot of stuff. I got, I got uh, like a six <laughs> count of uh, wooden coffins for some reason. Uh, <laughs> um, there's been all kinds of crazy shit. Maybe I'll go through next time I see it, and I'll just screenshot it and post it on Instagram so you can see the weird shit that comes across my my uh, targeted advertising. Well, I got to say, the weird part about that is it's deadly accurate to what you think and say uh, for those cookies that you get on there, so... I think that you're wearing out some mannequin feet, which <laughs> we'll do a whole episode on how that's happening. <laughs> and uh, did you say they were child size caskets or regular size caskets? It didn't specify, but Either I mean, it was way. a six count. I, I can't imagine it'd be a six count of normal caskets. It had to have been like infant. Caskets. You can buy caskets by the six pack. I guess. I don't know. Wow. I think that was on Temu. Like Temu? That's pretty good. Yeah, either way. If I can pre-plan out like, hey, listen, I know I just committed mass murder, but I have covered everybody's funeral arrangements. It's like, is that the only reason you would need six at a time? Yeah. Think about that. That's the only way you would need that. <laughs> Unless yeah. you, I mean, if you worked at a funeral home and you were just Amazoning your caskets, that would be disappointing too. Sure would. <laughs> oh fuck i don't know i don't know I'm, I'm not a big fan of the ai and all that stuff and that's a good reason as to why yeah we'll uh, get used to it because our kids are going to live in a virtual world i think unfortunately Mm-hmm. yeah it's coming fast it really is well, uh, so as long as we're going to keep being old, let's talk about uh, the last couple weeks in open mic nights. What do you think? Well, yes, I do want to touch on that. But I had a funny story. I Normally, I will text you all my funny stories. Mm. Uh, I saved this for the reason as to why I'm in here. So my wife took off work yesterday to stay home because we had uh, mass saves coming in to do some uh, work, putting in insulation in my attics. I have two different attics and... Uh, do some stuff in the basement and all that. And in the middle of the day, they're taking out floorboards and bringing in insulation, whatever. They have the front door open. We have like a little porch area. So my wife is uh, in the other room doing some work on her computer. And she hears this woman's voice just go like, Tristan. 
Tristan! <laughs> and she, she didn't think much of it uh, until one of the workers came over and said, hey, there's some lady in your house looking for Tristan. And she goes, there's nobody by that name here. So she goes out into the porch, and there's this lady inside the house, not like at the open door. She was in the porch, um, which is part of the house. It's like an enclosed porch all season, and uh, with a with a crutch. And she's just screaming this kid's name, Tristan. <laughs> and she goes, uh, can I help you? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm looking for Tristan. She's like, there's no Tristan here. Nobody here, by the, nobody lives here by that name. And the lady goes, no, no, it's one of the workers. So oh, th- there was a worker there named Tristan. Some of the other workers had no idea who this guy was. And this lady showed up at our house to find him. Long story short, it was his mother. Somehow found out where he was working and decided to just walk into somebody's house calling his wow. name. How fucking wild is that? You, did you get more? Did you go like, "Hey, I no. gotta, I gotta know why you need to talk to him now"? I wasn't here because you know if I was here, it would have been a whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, you would have showed her some gay porn magazines that you have stashed. <laughs> That's the first thing you would have done. I definitely would have. <laughs> my my wife, I think, is a little more tolerant than I am. Um, I'm not like a mean person, but uh, there's certain things that set me off, and that would have set me off. Um, yeah, well, I would have set me off if she didn't explain herself. I'm like, all right, listen, you broke the rules by coming into my house. But now I get to break the rules by asking you personal questions. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I want to know, what is Tristan? What a name, too. That's a Tristan. Yeah. Uh, so the we did get a little bit. So after she left, the guy apologized to my wife and said, I'm sorry, she does this all the time. So just imagine how many houses this lady has just walked in unceremoniously screaming this kid's name uh yeah he should just get fired i mean that's the that's the quickest way to stop yeah. that from happening <laughs> sure is there was a lot more to it um too they were supposed to be done in one day but apparently one of the people on the crew had a second job and didn't tell anybody so he had to leave making it so the other people couldn't finish their job because they didn't have the proper amount of people so now we have to take another day off of work for them to come back and finish the job. So not only are we, I mean, obviously you're saving money with Mass Aid, but we're paying for it. And we're paying for it with our earned time a second time. Kind of irritating, and, but. Yeah, and the employees are conjuring up ghosts into your house that are fucking their mother. It's like, what if she was a ghost and he just, because, like, that would be the only way she'd know where your fucking house is. How else would she know that? That kid probably didn't even know the address. He just gets in a work van. And he leaves. But if this was some sort of like conjuring type scenario where he's cursed, I've watched all the conjuring movies in the last week, so I'm really well versed on this. Uh and and he was cursed. You could tell if he had like a mark on his hand or something, but if he didn't, uh and then he went to your house, his mom would still be haunting him even if he was at your house. So you might now be cursed, is my point. Sounds like that's the case. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, that's where I'm putting money down on. Yeah. Uh, so now that that riveting story is over, uh, let's get into what we did the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Did I you w- just want to do that fucking segue or something? Is that why you shat all over my segue for that story that you could have said at any time? What? No. I wanted to do that before. Because we were going to forget. 
Because it was forgettable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Yeah. So the uh, since we've released uh, the last uh, mic talk last week, uh, where have we been? I don't think we've done so, anything separately. I think we've been pretty uh, attached to the hip this past week. We have been. We have been. Uh, we went to Strange Brew, uh, and we've also we tried to do Clementos, but Clementos was a, was a short night. So instead, we did Book and Bar in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and both of those went good. Yeah. yeah so. We, I want to touch on Strange Brew because we've mentioned in the past where uh, we haven't had the much that much luck there. Uh, it's always been pretty decent crowd there, but you get the comics in the back that get loud. Um, comics will go up and then disappear. By the time you get up there, you know, even if we're eighth or ninth in line, we end up eighteenth and nineteenth and blah blah blah. But this week actually turned out pretty decent. Where we got up pretty early, there was a decent crowd. It was fairly quiet. People were attentive. Uh, it, it felt like a different atmosphere for some reason since the last time I went. Oh, well, I got to tell you, Wayne, last time we went, there were six or seven more comics who would go there that moved to Colorado. And it's as it so happens, uh, I was first, well, second there into the room or third, whatever, second or third to the list. And we went up, I think, uh, eighth and ninth or something like that. I mean, there was five people who got just put on the list ahead of us before we went. Now, before, when those people from Colorado were still here, there were six more people that would be put on the list ahead of you, even if you were there first. Yeah, so, that, that like was their said, stomping grounds. That was their stomping ground. So if you were 8th and ninth, you were 19th and 20th, which was a complete fucking waste of time to be there, to be honest with you, if you're going to go on that late, because there's nobody there, everybody's talking, no one's listening to your shit, except beautiful Dan Cronin, who's been on the podcast before, alumni, give it up for Dan. Uh, he would listen to you, but this time we conquered our demons because we were given a fair shake at a good time slot. Mm -hmm. And I think we did, we did pretty good with it. What do you remember about it? Yeah. So I, I went there with new material that I'm working on. Um, I think I had only done it. I did one of the jokes twice and one just once, um, And I, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I did. And I threw one one oldie in there because I had a little extra time. But uh, I was pretty pleased with the way it came went. went rather, um, the first one I did was a joke I'm, I'm working on about uh, uh, tr like uh, like a dick trade in with uh, <laughs> with uh, uh, you know transitions. Uh, the other one is a little story about me going to buy Grand Theft Auto when I was a kid and. Um, you know, a made up story about my dad not wanting to spend time with me and then just berating me uh, in front of the uh, GameStop clerk. <laughs> but I think they both went okay. It was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was pretty pleased with the response that I got from them with them being so early in, in development. I was pretty happy. So I'm looking forward to developing those a little more. Development you sets are always fun. Uh, so I have been the last couple weeks. We're doing the Burn very soon comedy contest on October fourth. 
So I've been trying to figure out, all right, I, well, I'm going to do five minutes for that. Let's start the construction process of that set. So I wanted to see, you know, where things are going to line up. And I thought I had it lined up pretty perfectly with, um, my idea was to start with California Sober, go into um, a joke called Stephen Hawking that I recently wrote. That was great. Love that uh, joke. Shout, yeah, shout out to my boy Matt Sperling for giving me a good tag for that. Really made that joke all come together. Um, and then uh, I was going to do Immigrant Parents and finish off on Trying to Have a Girl. So that was my set list for what I was going to do. But... I went to – actually, I don't know if we've talked about this. I went to the safe with Justin George and not you uh, the week before this. Uh, you were off that week. Oh, actually, was, wasn't that just a couple of days before? Yeah, a couple of days oh, before. Oh, so we probably so. didn't talk about that last time. No, no, we didn't. Yeah, so I went uh, – that went great too. The safe's always awesome. Uh, yeah. But I decided to try over there – I'm just going to call it the Japanese element to a set where I have three. <laughs> I have a Japanese joke in the beginning, and then there's two callbacks to it throughout the five minutes. So one, I'm excited that there's callbacks that I can use in sets. That's always like a goal of mine is to put something, you know, that kind of cohesively puts your joke together. Uh, but two, is kind of a happy accident that I just tried out of nowhere at the safe and ended up taking a strange brew and rearranging my set so now I have a new intro, a new end, and I took out Stephen Hawking and I um, and I put in, you know, I guess the joke's called Pearl Harbor. Uh, but yeah, so I, <laughs> I did that. I do that instead. So I did that at Strange Brew and then ended up doing it again more refined at Book and Bar. And I was very happy with how it went, especially with the new elements in there. Those hit right away. Like I felt like they were the strongest parts of my set were the new elements. The two times I did it, which never fucking happens. Uh, so I think that's what we're, I'm going to take to the burn. I don't know. What do you think? What, what should I do with the burn? That's a good, that's a good conversation. Yeah. I think, I think that if, I think you're right on the money. I think that set that you've been working on is definitely the way to go. And and you are right that the Japanese elements that you put in it uh, definitely got the most laughs both times. Um, it just kind of ties it all into, into a nice little package. Yeah, and I had a very nice Japanese lady come up to me after one of the sets that we did and say how much she liked it. And when someone comes up to you after you did three Japanese jokes and it's like, hey, I'm Japanese, you flinch automatically. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But they liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's definitely really good. I, I, I've said before, uh, I, I like seeing uh, your set in particular grow because uh, I've seen almost every single iteration of it, and it's uh, it's impressive watching it from from this seat. Well, I'm always trying to improve it, so that's a good part. Like I'm not resting on my laurels in the joke. There's always so far because we're so new at it. There's consistently better ways to set up my jokes I'm learning and areas where I'm doing a setup and I never thought it should be funny in that area because it's getting to the punchline and you realize that you can add a couple punches even in your setup to make it funny consistently and I think that's um, 
I've learned that being a New England comic, a Boston comic in particular, I think our biggest attribute that we can take to a national stage is how quickly and often our punches, our, our laughs are in our jokes. We're so rapid fire quick uh, in our scene. And you notice the people that aren't that way, you know, that take a lot, like we have a couple Midwest guys that came up to do comedy that I saw and uh, guys from the South. And they're a lot slower and everybody's like, hey, get to the funny. And it just does not <laughs> fucking fly. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that'll be because you can always slow down, but it, it's really hard to be that quick on punches the way that we do up here. So yeah. I don't know why I said that, but look at me giving a compliment to the Boston comedy scene. Yeah. Uh, my my ex- my experience at the book and bar uh, is something I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit because it we had talked about in our four month check in some goals that we had and I guess I didn't really think of this as a goal or at least I didn't say it but I wanted to be a li- I, w- I want to be a little more on my feet be able to just do something on a whim right uh, so for five months I've I've been going up knowing this is what these are the jokes I'm going to tell hell or high water and on the way to the book and bar I still had not decided what I wanted to do um I wanted to do my burn set what I'm what I'm planning on doing that night but I did that the last time I was there so I didn't want to do it again um so long story short what I did uh I decided I was going to let the audience choose for me and when I got there, Justin George had told me that there was a birthday girl in the in the crowd, uh, sitting right up on the stage. So what I did, I had, I had a few different sets I could have done. Uh, so when I got on stage, I, I said, "Hey, you know, I heard there was a birthday over here. Who's, who's birthday? Oh, it's you. All right, I prepared nothing. Uh, so I want you to decide what we talk about. You want to talk about ghosts, dicks, or both?" And she, without missing a beat, just yelled out, "Dicks." <laughs> which was awesome because uh, I got to bring back Dick Talk. I, I kind of did that for the first time in like a month and uh, with pretty much no practice. I haven't practiced that in a while. Uh, and then I only kind of fucked up, not even fucked up. I, I had one point where I did the setup for the next funny bit and I could, like I kind of lost my spot for a second. But I don't think it looked like a... Uh, like a fuck up, you know what I mean? Kind of looked more like I was thinking, which kind of worked because I said I didn't prepare anything. But the long story, long, long story uh, short on that is, I I think I took a step in my own head of, man, I let somebody dictate what I was gonna do, and then I owned it. And I gotta say, I think that was probably my favorite time ever doing dick uh, talk. I had a lot of chatter in the front because I engaged them first. They had no problem yelling out to me and talking to me, and I engaged back in in between the you know in between the jokes, and uh, it felt really good to do that. I felt uh, I felt like I grew a little bit. Look at you! I grew in my pants watching it. So at least we both had a little bit of that element to it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was the most crowd work I ever did, actually, was at Book and Bar, I think. I, I you, think it was a good two minutes. You did a lot of crowd work. You did awesome. Um, that's something I didn't even think to mention. Yeah, you – it was actually the same crowd, too, the same group, rather, the birthday group. Uh, they were a fun crowd, uh, but they had no issue, you know, interrupting. But it wasn't like a, like a Karen Heckler type of thing, you know. It was just 
you know, you said something, you did a joke about being high or something. She's like, you're not high. And your, your improv on, on that, your comeback to that was so fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, um, I, this is the thing folks. There are some people out there that do act about being high on stage, but I am Daniel day Lewis of being high on stage. Like I'm fucking making shoes before the shot myself in my ad. Are you a Daniel Day Lewis fan? Is this all lost on you? Who me? I know who he is. Oh uh, Lincoln, my god, right? Did, Lincoln. Jesus I'm not a movie guy. We've gone over this. I'm not Christ. a movie guy. I know he played the Lincoln, right? One of all time. Yeah, I know. yeah, he did more than play Lincoln, but yeah, he's well let's... known for living in his roles. Like I mean, he he would come to set as Abraham Lincoln before they would start rolling. Like he he lived it all. What I'm saying, which would have been, like, if you were a regular person on the other end of this fucking computer that watches just the bare minimum movies that everybody watches, you'd have been like, oh, how clever of a line that is, because you're a method comedian because of how high you... Instead, I'm explaining <laughs> all of it. And I'm ruining it. But yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere but it got smashed underneath your ignorance. Wow. Uh, are you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, so I was complimenting you, uh, but I guess we'll end it there. What yeah, do we you. have? <laughs> but overall, no, it, it, in all seriousness, I think, uh, I, I think you did really well with the 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 interaction there um th there were some of your biggest laughs actually uh when was interacting yeah. with the birthday girl and, and the person who said you weren't high yeah she also said why i wasn't wearing a wedding ring and i was like damn girl after the show like what are you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> god damn but you had a perfect uh, comeback yeah. for every single thing it's i was very impressed yeah that is something which is a good topic, maybe in a topic episode, is what like skills in comedy have to be inherent? What skills in comedy can be learned and refined? So there's a lot of people, I'm sure, who will listen who aren't doing comedy right now and think, like, could I do it? And I think that uh, the answer to a lot of those is, yeah, for most people, like if, if you have an inkling to like at least be okay to talk on stage, you can figure it out, refine it. But there are some people that are fucking terrible and uh, are never going to be good at it and also don't have any inherent skills. And I think that quickness and crowd work might be something that's more of, um, like I said, an inherent skill than a, a learned skill. It might be just something that you have or you don't have type of effect. Yeah, that would be a good episode. That may be a good one to have somebody on, uh, get, get a third perspective on that. Maybe a, a more yes. tenured comic or something. Yeah, you know what would be good to get on? Oh, his name is so goddamn Irish, but that guy who was um, was really upset at a strange brew of people who had their shirts unbuttoned. Um, was it Andrew? What was his name? Does the oh, Andrew McGinnis? Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, yeah, I, I've been thinking about contacting him to come on. I, the, every time I see him, I enjoy him more and more. Uh, the first time I really had an interaction with him, I think I talked to Justin George about him when, when we had him on, or when I had, when you were having, you know, busy having your baby. Uh, 
the first time I really saw Andrew McGinnis, he picked me out of a, a crowd for, you know, he was making fun of me for a joke that I made on stage. And I was like, oh, why is this guy picking on me? And then I watched, it was the first thing he did. And then he was doing it to everybody. He's like, oh, this is his thing or whatever. And then every time I saw him after that, I was like, damn, this guy is, he's good. He's, he's pretty quick on the, on the draw. Well, he's a crowd work comic. Uh, for, I mean, I don't want to label him as that, meaning that that's predominantly what we've seen him do is he funnels crowd work around a couple bits, and um, it's fantastic. So quick, all that. So if if we did that episode about you know inherent skills and all that, he'd be good to bring on because maybe he has got a different point of view, like, oh, no, I constantly – like I suck at crowd work, and then I got way better at it by you know making that an emphasis of my stage time. So uh, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna reach out to him. So hopefully, maybe you guys will see him. Uh, if not, you know he rejected me, and then fuck you. But he, yeah, he probably well, won't. No, he's, he he's a nice guy. A... I'm sure he'll come on. <laughs> but he probably cleverly shit on you if he was going <laughs> yeah. to reject you. So. so that's my that's my worst nightmare. If we have him on and you, I'm just gonna get like Eiffel Towered with insults. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So well, hey, over here. at least you'll get some sexual contact for the first time in your goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, See, shit. we're quick, everybody. We're quick. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess let's start wrapping this up. What do we have? What do we have coming up in the near future um, between now and probably the next time we record a mic talk? What, what do we have going on? We have the burn okay. going on. We have the burn, but that's kind of, we're probably going to have a mic talk. I imagine right before the burn. And uh, that's true. What we do have though is a really busy, busy goddamn week coming up of like not for us, but in general. One, mm-hmm. you do have one to yourself this weekend, uh, which we'll, we're going to mention now, but we'll go more in depth on the next mic talk because you would have done it by now, but you're doing yep. a guest spot. Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on Facebook, uh, I'm friends with a gentleman named Matt Clark, and I saw on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, um, he posted that he, he had a, a guest spot available for uh, a show down in Webster, Mass., and I didn't, I didn't reply right away. My wife got home. I was like, "Hey, you know, future reference. If I see things like this, do you care if I kick off early on a, you know, Saturday or whatever?" She's like, "Oh, you should have." She said, "You should have re- replied to that." So I was like, "Fuck it." So I messaged him. He's like, "Yeah, I'll put you on." So uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a guest spot down at uh, Andy's Neighborhood Canteen in Webster, Mass. Um, as of right now, it's a 15 minute set, so it's gonna be my longest set. Yeah, um, that's exciting. I, that is exciting. I know exactly what I'm going to do. It all kind of flows really nice. Um, I'm really excited to do it. Uh, I have a, a customer slash friend that lives in Webster, actually six six minutes away from there, uh, that's going to come down and hang out and watch me. So that's pretty exciting, too. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Is it like it's a tavern? Great... It's... It, it, I, I've never been there. I looked at some pictures. It's kind of hard to tell, but it almost looks like a, like an open barn concept. I don't know if they do like barbecue or whatever. It looks like they're going to have some cannabis-infused foods there. Oh, my God. This um, is, gonna I have... should have gone to this. What are we doing? <laughs> they're yeah, going to have like a million miles away. but Yeah, it's not too far from me. I mean, it is the opposite end of the state, um, north to south. Uh, but it's only about an hour and ten minutes away from me, so... Yeah, you were perfectly uh, situated to be able to do that. And maybe there's like a, you know, I don't call it a glut of uh, comics over there, but a lot less than you'd have to deal with in Boston. So maybe a lot more of these opportunities would pop up. 
like in Augusta, Maine, which would be like an hour and a half from me somewhere in that ballpark, there is I see a ton of listings for Auburn and all that area yeah. of a ton of like comic headline uh, not headlining but uh showcase and book gigs all over the place that are just you don't even need to send tape that are open for just not a lot of comics there so you, you gotta go to the uh the one that jacques hosting in sanford i'd you love make to a, yeah, yeah you should make a point to go there um meet you know go see jacques see if you can meet jim McCrew. um McHugh. McHugh, Look i'm at, sorry see that jim he don't put him on whatever you're doing <laughs> <laughs> McHugh. and uh when is that uh, October, hmm, shit. I don't remember. It's it's like mid October. It's a Friday. Is Damn. it the twenty? The Friday? Know. You got to come up then, bitch. Are you coming? I don't think I can get up there in time. By the time I get out of work and pick up my kid and find a way to get him somewhere safe, I would like to. I'm gonna when it gets a little closer, I might try to figure it out. But my sister lives in. I mean, geez, I could bring my son up there and leave him with my sister for a bit. Look at that. We're we're problem that. solving on the podcast, everybody. But, but okay, all right. We're but, but there where where else are we doing? Yeah, so the I I don't know about Mike's for me next week after after Saturday, but um on Wednesday, a friend of the show, uh, Justin George is going to be competing at the Burren. So a week before we do. So uh, I'm making it a point to go down there to support him. And I think it'll also be nice to uh, check it out, see, you know, see what how it goes, you know, how it runs and all that. I'll be there with you. So we'll uh, support Justin and get a nice look at our future. Yep. So we'll be doing it the next week. We're also going to see Bill Burr that Friday. That's going to be awesome. Yep. We're going to see Bill Burr. So definitely look out for an episode talking about that. Um, I think that'll be a full episode. Um, oh, I know the the fucking Burt Kreischer fully loaded tour is that was double. It's like two times our most popular episode ever. To, so mm, I think yeah. people are into the stand up reviews. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and before that, uh, in between those two days on the Thursday is uh, Mondo Comedy. Are you going to go to that? Ah, uh, that's all going to depend on you. I think um, I I have the blocking ability now that the kid is not a cunty McShitballs for me anymore. <laughs> um, so I'll have some more flexibility to do stuff like that, but I'm not committed to shit yet. Yeah, so it's something I want to do, uh, but leaving three nights in a row. So if I was to go to uh, the Burren and then Mondo and then Bill Burr for the entire day. Uh, you know, they'd be neglecting my family for three days in a row. I don't know if I could pull that off, but we'll see. Um, but that's going to be a good one. Um, last week's host, I'm sorry, last week's guest, X-Tina, is going to be on there, uh, along with Nick Powell. Uh, and I think the headliner is Caroline Plummer. So that'd be cool. There you go. Yeah, I saw uh, Carolyn or Caroline Plummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen her in a lot of different flyers. Like she was open for or on the same show as Lenny Clark in a couple of weeks, which is really cool. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's where I want to weasel our way into eventually. It's just like to share the stage with somebody like that, like a yep. Tony V. Which you know, again, Mondo's Tony V was there last time you were there. Uh, but it, these guys that are, you know, Stephen Wright, all all the top legends of Boston. That's kind of like the highest mountain I want to get to is to just be on a 
small showcase that they're headlining. That's the dream right there. So we'll yeah. see. We're going to try and, it. Yeah. I mean, that, that comes down to, like I said um, a couple episodes ago, just go watch comedy. You know, go out and go see it, bitches. Go see it. Meet people, network. That's how you're gonna. You know, that's how you get on stages like that to begin with. And then once you get that opportunity, prove yourself. And and it's a snowball effect from there. I think it's very Eminem like. Lose yourself in the in the music the moment yeah. you own it. Yep. Never let it go. All right, guys. So that's it. That's the show. Where we told you what we did, what we're gonna do, and uh, now go fuck yourself. Have a great night, everybody. But yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere, but it got smashed underneath your ignorance.